Hey y'all, this is Lee from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. gentlemen welcome back to the lukewarm cinema podcast my name is austin i'm joined here today with christian and george and uh very uh unfortunate news we we are telling you guys right now um by the time this episode comes out it'll already be everywhere um but as of right now it is news for us within the last few hours and that is that actor chadwick boseman has passed away at the age of 43 due to cancer uh christian and i were in the car on the way to your house george and uh, like Vanessa sent me the text, like the screenshot, and I was like, "This is," but it was on a credible news source. I was like, "There's no what? There's no way." Yeah, and as soon as you said it, uh, when you walked in, I looked at my phone, and the Twitter notification popped up, and it said, "I had the same feeling when it was like a, like when I got the message saying that Kobe Bryant had died." Same yeah. thing. I, it was just a Twitter notification. See, I heard that one on the news. Christian and I were going to hang out that day, and I heard it like on the radio while I was going to pick him up. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a pretty sad day. Um, Chadwick, I most remember him from his role in the movie Forty Two, where he played Jackie Robinson. Um, I like you guys know I'm a big sports guy, and that was like one of the more influential sports films of like 2010 decade. Um, and and it's actually crazy because today was the Forty Two Day in Major League Baseball, uh, where they honor Jackie Robinson. And everybody in the major league baseball or everyone in the majors wears the number 42. That's awesome. Uh, to kind of, you know, pay respects, uh, not to stir the pot, but there have been articles posted, uh, one by the New York post that says Chadwick Boseman would have been a screen legend. Uh, I, I think all three of us here can highly disagree with that. Uh, just from, I mean, I haven't seen 42, but I've heard good reviews about it. And you were just telling us about it before we started the episode. Sounds like it was a very great movie. Uh, he's been in other very noteworthy films, but most importantly, he was in Black Panther and the Avengers films. And that, you know, seems like, uh, especially in today's day and age with, you know, social injustices around and everything like it, it felt like a much bigger role than it actually was. Yeah. Let me jump in. Um, I'll admit I only heard of him when Black Panther came out and um he was like a hot new actor. It was like, wow, where's this guy been? Um, it was awesome. And the thing is, even in like the Marvel rankings, I rate it as good. I rate it as a good movie. But even though I like some of the other ones more. But his role kind of hit in I guess the subject matter of the movie definitely hit like a cultural thing. That's going on right now. And like, I don't have to tell it to you. You know what I mean? And the, the role, I think, became like way bigger than just just what it was. So it's basically like iconic to for a lot of people. now. So uh, that doesn't surprise me. No, it, it, I think when people look back at it, it'll be uh, it'll be one of those runs that it's like, wow, if you really just look at these last 10 years, this man has accomplished a lot of things in Hollywood you know, when things were needing or like when, when the African-American community needed a person to like highlight that all this is possible, you know what I mean? And it's, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate to hear that he had to pass away, especially cancer in a time like this. And man, it's kind of crazy. You don't hear anything leading up to it. You know, they do a yeah. really good job of keeping it under wraps. Yeah. yeah Cause it, it uh, Christian and I were looking into it and it says he was diagnosed like four years ago, which, yeah. uh, yeah, was before black Panther. Crazy. N no idea. Never heard about this. He has cancer, colon cancer, nothing. He was in black Panther. I saw the previews for 21 bridges and I'm like, that's cool looking movie. Yeah. Good. He's, he's now like, that he got his role. He got his big break because he's a good actor. And uh, pretty sad. Pretty 43. sad that he, right after his big... And I didn't know he was that old. 
also. Yeah, I, I did not know he was 43. Because he looks great in Black Panther. I thought so, he was way yeah. younger. I'm going to be honest. I, I should have thought like 20s, maybe I, 30s. Late 20s, right? Yeah. Late 20s, early 30s. Good. That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's highlight that too. Good for Chadwick Boseman. He was, sh- he was living his best life on screen. Yes. We don't know yes. what it was like at home, but... Uh, well, to kind of put things at to at ease, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a rather lighthearted episode. This was just something very unfortunate yeah, and unexpected that came up. So it. we figured we'd pay our respects here. Uh, we welcome everybody else to pay your respects. You know, go go check out one of his movies. You know, just enjoy the amazing work that he put out. But moving on to <laughs> a little bit of a, I guess, lighter take. Uh, the movie New Mutants and Tenet just came out. Yes. Uh, and uh, your boss had said something regarding a movie theory about the first movie you mentioned. So, New Mutants. New Mutants. Uh, basically, his theory is that the reason why this Disney film, because it's technically a Disney film, is out right now is because they just don't care about it. They acquired it when they bought Fox and they were like, man, we really don't want to do anything with this. So, he was telling me he thinks what they did is they go, yeah, just put it up against Tenet because then they can go, oh, well, it didn't do well we're not gonna pursue this but i was telling him i was like watch it like gross like a hundred million dollars and they're like god damn it now we gotta <laughs> now we but gotta it, actually look do something with it it possibly could though. it very possibly could because it is a everyone superhero movie go well it, with the given circumstances everyone's gonna want to go to a movie because yeah, you just have reopened. a fan base that watched like a dozen movies in the fucking spinoffs they'll go see it. i mean i'm not i'll say that because i've heard it's dog shit haven't seen it don't blame me. That's just what I heard. Do you guys want to go see it at the drive-in? It's at the drive-in at 1210. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the, you know, the reshoots were getting a little gnarly. They only have eight minutes left of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, but it makes sense, though, that um, that I see. I, I don't consider that as much of a theory as it is like uh, just a smart business play, because obviously, you know, you you don't want to just toss out a movie fast without giving good advertisements. They're going to start reeling us in with these big blockbuster films. I feel in spring, but they're going to start showing the previews here in the next couple of months to really, you know, really get our dicks hard for those films. And because, you know, it's just so short notice that why not just, all right, there you go. makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was saying because this was supposed to come out in 2017 originally. This movie. Okay. It was like a development hell type situation. Yeah. And then Disney acquired it and they're like, well, let's just release it because it, people already know about it. And we, it's, we I put guess some it's, money into it. Let it go. Well, see think, what it does. I think it just needed to be like, I, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I don't work for Marvel Entertainment or 20th Century Studios. Yeah. But I'd like to think sometimes in my dreams, I can put myself there. I mean, it's very know, possible to put yourself there. Spider-Man. He has eight arms. <laughs> He's a mutant. The, the, the Japanese got the bomb first. <laughs> it's like a I fallout so situation. Manhattan is a so wasteland. Uh, Dr. Octopus, he really has octopus arms. Okay. <laughs> He's just an octopus. The scorpion is he also a scorpion. Up skyscrapers like. <laughs> with his tentacles. Just a total wasteland situation. <laughs> so, what oh, was that? Hold oh, You mentioned uh, the movie Tenet. Yes. Okay. Which is one that I was actually. Uh, the last movie I went to go see in theaters was uh, Onward, the the Pixar fi- Pixar mm-hmm. Pixar. Yes, it is Pixar. Okay, Pixar D- film. It's, it's Disney. And, Disney animation. And this was one of the movies that played in the credits, and I was like, that looks amazing. One, it's Christopher Nolan, which there's a. I have to do more research on this, but there's a ton of controversy about that already. Why? Because, well, For I what? guess uh, the Tenet Studios, like the producers and stuff, like removed him from like the like premiere. Like they just didn't invite That's him. Weird. And he's the director. Something like that. Like it was some some drama with Christopher Nolan. Uh, it's it looks really good. It has uh, Robert Pattinson in it too. And I had to do a double take. I, like Vanessa was with me, I was like, "Is that Robert Pattinson?" She was like, "I think so." Yeah, people seen that he did Twilight and hit the road for a minute. You know what I mean? Like nobody oh, knows what he's been in. I guess if we're gonna go down the Robert Pattinson thing, the new Batman trailer. Batman. Oh my! Have you seen this, George? I have not. Oh my god, dude! It looks sick. And he, he doesn't say I am Batman. He goes I am vengeance. Pinch it up a little. He's pretty edgy. He beats the shit out of this thug. It's pretty cool. I think it's going to be a good Batman. So do they say when it's going to release? <sighs> I forget. Uh, yeah, I, I do. 
it, it's, okay. it's different when like like you can't wait for the opening kind of yeah you're just kind of st- stuck at home you're like oh, it's gonna release sometime man is this so real Bam, is it gonna be uh he's not fighting joker anymore i i, I don't Maybe. think they i don't think they hold on my friends were talking about it because i don't pay attention to anything he does <laughs> like i just tiptoe and i'm like oh man joker that was some edgy shit i like that batman has a weird voice that's cool too you know yeah but uh said i don't know don't remember actually sorry well let's make it up what do you th- let's let's see what he said he says joker's gonna come back he said it was like a minor more minor a... villain it what wasn't joker? joker's baby what if joker's been knocking up chicks is it like a boss baby situation yes yes I didn't see that movie. It's a meme. And then he, sorry, he gives his own child scars at a young age. October first, twenty twenty one, is the schedule okay. release for the Batman. Oh, the the Batman. Oh, see, I like the tagline. I watched the cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah. Also, though, uh, did you guys see what The Rock did? No. He uh, did a promo. And now he's going to be Black Adam, which is from the DC universe. Well, I don't know who that is. You're, you're I don't know either. A whole bunch of DC stuff. I know because well, they just had their like big like conference. Excuse me, sorry everybody. They just brought. They just had their big like conference like a week ago. Where did they have the conference at? Did they like? Was it like a? It was an online thing. Oh, it was a Zoom meeting. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. It's not the things are all out of whack. All the information is. Yeah, but you figure some, out some there. people. I always know all my coworkers. We can wait in it. line at a Walmart, but we can't have a DC convention. We could. Every time I go to Walmart, they're like, we're closed. I'm like, it's five, four in the afternoon. We closed. All right. We could be on a city bus sitting next to a, a homeless person. Infected with COVID-19. And we can't vote in person. Oh, man. Don't get us down that road. No, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes, some sometimes right guys, eventually <laughs> we're going to have to step out in this world. Infowars.com. Eventually, we're going to have to step out. <laughs> <laughs> on the dimension. There's another one. It's. It's, it's the shadow of the moon. Dimension. <laughs> it's the shadow of the moon. Have you ever seen the other side of the moon? I haven't. Because it doesn't exist. Oh, dear God. All right. Well, everybody. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, hold on. Uh, last thing I want to say. Yes, what do you, please, what do you think will be on the Batman suit? Because, you know, he always has that one badass weapon that is that comes with him. Like, what do you guys think we might see in this next one? A Glock 19. I forget. Old fashioned stuff. <laughs> Old fashioned. What if it's like a 44 Magnum and you just like. <laughs> you feel lucky. Okay. Right? Well, the read I get on it is it basically in this trailer, you know how Batman's like, you know, some in some universes it's like, I won't kill anybody. But then in some other comics, he's like, he'll beat the shit out of guy and drop him down two stories. You know what I mean? Basically, in this one. Okay. Sorry, we're looking at. Uh, looking I have an image. A- I have an image up of uh, Robert Pattinson's armor. He's jacked, isn't he? Oh shit! Really? He's well, jacked, but I think it's out. the suit. Yeah, it's yeah. the suit, obviously. But yeah, he's he's pretty jacked here. <laughs> you got a whole bunch of things that because like what I love the most probably like it was it was in the Dark Knight. It was like that. Uh, which is the best Batman? When he his mask, he had the ability to like see through the buildings and see the enemies. I'm like, that is like just the most OP thing in the world. <laughs> he just taps it in tactical nuke inbound. What's his butler's name? Or the Alfred. guy Alfred. 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 I almost said Jarvis, and I was like, oh, they're gonna kill me. They're the same superhero. Alfred. Yeah. Alfred, where are they? <laughs> I saw a great YouTube voiceover where he's telling um whatever the the like female like love interest character was that movie. Um, she basically he was telling her in that same voice, this guy's a great mimic. He says, spit in my mouth. He's hopping in, <laughs> he's hopping in the Batmobile and it's doing like the Ferrari, like the, the top thing. The, oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty funny. The top thing. Other cool the thing. Convertible. Though, uh, so going back to my, my boss, uh, he was, he's a huge like superhero buff. And he was like, yes, Batman, like he, like, so Robert Pattinson is showed with like, dark eyeliner around his eye. but like that's how batman like i guess is portrayed in the comics with dark eyeliner because it darks out his whole face if he's wearing the mask you're right you're right oh yeah like when you watch fucking um the dark knight he does uh, okay question uh another question about batman uh um i probably won't if know you it. have the the bat signal right that big light 
that flashes in the air. Can you only see it on overcast nights? See, yeah, uh, it's definitely like fiction shit. That wouldn't work. Right? Because if you just. Well, I mean, we see the Luxor we see light. The Luxor light. But, but it doesn't stop. But that's the exception. Though. That's the only light that could be seen from that's, space. But see, that's just a straight, like, you know, like if you're trying to portray a symbol, I wonder if that would work. We got to try it. We're probably going to get arrested, but we got to try it. That's why. <laughs> what if you had to, like, lift up an aluminum <laughs> Little do we know, right? Batman only fights crime on overcast nights. He's like, they're <laughs> like, Batman, there's like 15 robbers shooting up at City Block. He's like, What's the weather? <laughs> What's the- oh, clear skies can't help you, bud. <laughs> Alfred, make me another murder. <laughs> <laughs> so this is super important. I don't care. Bruce Wayne is just a like feral day drinker. And then when he's coming down, he's being all edgy at the night. He dresses up in the costume and he beats the shit out of thugs. I love that, actually. I mean, that was a real person in Seattle. And then this new one, this new film, he's like going to AA meetings trying to figure it all out. Like... <laughs> Everybody still thinks I'm a fucking vampire. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was my last Batman. Quote. All right. Uh, so moving on to our, our main course, uh, George finally enlightened us with the movie that is, this is the end. And I got to say, man, I was very thoroughly entertained the entire time. It, yeah. No, it's, um, it was in my top five. I'm glad we we're able to watch it. It's uh, one of the few movies that, um, back when you could purchase movies on, well, you could still purchase movies on iTunes. But back when that was like the thing, it was one of the movies I purchased because that's how much I loved it. And I'm glad you guys. So Austin said it was very entertaining. You were engaged. Chris, how did you feel about it? Oh, I loved it. It was. There's so many things I could say about it. I like one that it's genre fusing. It's taking all these different types of comedy. It's mocking uh, like apocalypse, uh, like exorcist type scary movie. Um, like 2000s, like reality show, like Big Brother Survivor. And it's just all these things wrapped into one. They weren't afraid to like do the parkour and do the whole nine yards. And that made it really special to me. I, and that's one of the th- cool things that you got to learn to appreciate with it. Is it because it goes a lot of places. Like there's a lot of twists and turns. And if you're like. Like my dog, Cece, was barking during the film and I felt bad because it's like you miss those little subtle like moments where it's like, damn, okay. Like you're that, only going to get it once. That meant something, Austin. And you had CC nibbling on your hand and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean like, yeah, it went a lot of places. Like I remember saying like, Jesus Christ, how long is this movie? But not because I was bored, but I was like, we have like, it, we've had nine different plot points now. What the fuck? What, what made it hilarious for me though, was just the, the tone it set from the very beginning with that lady getting fucking crushed in the gas station. Yeah. And like the no, like they didn't shy away from any gore Mm-mm. whatsoever. And it was just like blood splatter. <laughs> We're all sitting there like, what the fuck? What just happened? It's one of those films where I highly recommend everyone go on YouTube, search. This is the end um, behind the scenes because these actors thoroughly loved filming this movie. Not only because they finally get to be themselves, but they get to portray how petty Hollywood is. I think they do a good job of showing how actors are just fake AF and they do it to uphold an image because, you know, you got to. I think Michael Sarah is really like that, though. I like to think he does coke and slap Rihanna's ass. Yeah, that caught me off guard. He just smacks her ass and she slaps him. And he's like, what? 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 What We're we're playing a game. He is one of those characters. um, He's only in it for 15 minutes. And uh, Chris, what was your favorite part that you saw about Michael Sarah's 15 minutes in, in this film? It was, film? okay, so first off, the joke that Michael Sarah is like really this asshole in real life, there was like this, he, he, they put out this like fake story about him on set being like a shit bag, like we'll do it live, like type shit, like the, the reality show meltdown. And it's like a running joke. Like Michael Sarah seems like this timid, you know, sweet guy. And then. It's like, oh, no, he's a rampant asshole. So they're playing into that. He's snorting rails, slapping a girl's ass. Now, to answer your question, best part. Best part, yes. So Jay goes to the bathroom. He wants to get away from everybody. Okay. Slides it open. It's not, the door's not locked. It's Michael Sarah and two Hollywood chicks on their knees, either side of him, one behind his ass, one where his dick is. Okay. And Michael Sarah is drinking. A Capri Sun. It looked like strawberry kiwi. 
which which you know that little burst can be like really refreshing you might think it's not a lot <laughs> especially i'm assuming i've never done cocaine but if you're blasted out of your mind on coke a capri sun is probably delicious and then at the end he's like anybody want to sip <laughs> it's 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 like the capri sun reveal epitomizes it's a microcosm of the whole mike sarah inheritance if you will okay because it's like is he a nice guy is he this deviant asshole here's Here's both of them like a narrative that solves both right like both are true that's the real fucking twist it puts a bow on the whole thing anyways i wonder if right as a director when you're filming these things and you're talking to people and you got somebody like michael sarah like me as a director right if you're going to be getting a blow job and a rim job at the same time you'd assume right i think our listeners if you haven't seen this film i think you assume that you see his penis but you do not see any penis whatsoever. Because then so, it would be porn. Well, but no, in other films, you know, you see guys' dicks. I mean, we saw we saw plenty of devil dicks in the movie. Yeah, but, that's true. So, like, how much do you have to pay an actor extra? Or, like, does the actor just no. have to be willing to do it? They just, they like, I'm almost certain when they, when they audition for it, like, and they're like, hey, so this role, there's, like, a sex scene or there's, like, uh, something like that are you co- cool with that and 90 percent yeah i'll do anything yeah yeah because you want the job but i guess michael sarah is like he, he like it's the subtlety right because now all i'm thinking of is michael sarah's dick well i feel like it's probably that hollywood trick where it's like it's like tucked okay what i think i did not know there was a trick but we can mm-hmm. we can get into yeah the there's, a, there's a whole uh okay well, hold on before we get into the trick, say. all right chris what how do you think they go about Okay, well, for the reason as how if it if it's about money or if it's about the principle, I think it's about the principle because this is like this is fucked up, but you know, actresses, some of them like you know, it's like oh, it's how some actresses won't go topless or won't do a sex scene. True, it's kind of like that, I imagine. And you know, some people are you know, people on the internet, of course, are mad because it's like, ah, oh, what was she just fucking doing? You know, because like they're simping over the, the actress. That's how it is, and um, it's always funny. So it does come down to that—the principle of the actor. I think um, they saw that that they were missing that in that moment, and then that's why we saw a demon penis, and then we then saw a demigod, freaking humongous. What what would you even call that? What what creature is that? Where's my Dungeons and Dragons people at? Dude. What kind of, what kind of, uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what, I play magic in, in D&D. Like, I don't know. Not no, to get. But it, I, okay. Isn't that like the, the, it's like the, the boss round. It's like the Giga Demon. Like you had said it's, something. It's, it's, it's it was like, like doom. doom. Yeah. Yeah. You said doom. Yeah. I just played the, the new one where now the boss this time is a, it's a giant demon with like skull armor and he's like Colossus size. <laughs> But do but, you see his penis? I don't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> I gotta go back. That, we gotta play it. Yeah, yeah. but Giga Demon, which I love the like 2003 CGI looking graphics. I mean, it still looked better than most sci-fi films. So, like sci-fi yeah. films on Sci-Fi Channel, like 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 Sharknado and all that shit. That that's like they had oh, more budget for CGI than they did like acting. Oh, a hundred percent. But uh, what was the question you asked me? I forget. I asked you. It was the Michael Sarah question. You said it was principle as to why he doesn't show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So then let's um jump on to just another question that I always ask people. Like when you watch this at the end. Real quick. Out of yes. Can we go back to that whole trick thing you were talking about? Yes, the tuck trick. So I've been been reading. Yes. Uh, in the U.S., uh, they'll use like body doubles. Really? Just yes. for the dick flash? Well, because of like an actor. So according to the, like the SAG, which is like the Screen Actors Guild like Association. Okay. Uh, the actor gets to decide how much nudity and uh, basically like fake sex there is in a in a scene. Okay. They can well they can decide how much they want to do. So if the the studio knows like oh this actor like say I cast Christian I like Christian, you got to do it and he's like. I'm just okay, like just taking my shirt off, and they're like, "All right, we got to get a body double." What? But they don't actually okay. do it in America because they don't want to get a restricted rating. Because then now you just cut your audience and like 
by yeah. like 80%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm reading this, and in Europe, apparently they're like, yeah, if we got to show penetration for the angle, we got to do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And like, and like more like French films and stuff like that. That movie a lot Cuties. Of gay stuff but do we know that movie oh Cuties? Oh my God. No, don't, don't say that. No, please don't oh say that. My oh goodness. my God. The, no. The director, when she was young, she was in a film. And we'll leave it at that. Wait, it was in what France. are we talking about? Nothing, nothing. Oh my <laughs> dear God, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, no, no, okay. Back to it. I'm glad that I know now that it's up to the actor. Whenever actors don't hang dongs, I will be shooting them tweets like, well, James Franco's under has controversy for that too. Drop dong. Won't hang dong in a film. Lame. We it makes to, a film. I'm sorry, but like, we got to tell Zavi he's got to like be open. Because, okay. And I'm not even trying to sound gay it's not there's nothing gay about it it's the first thing you will talk about when you get back into the car at some it might not be the first thing but it yeah. will be brought up it will be brought up why shouldn't it be that's the thing <laughs> it's right? art. it's art it, like, as james franco said james franco and uh john basso from that is true john basso the supreme leader of Burger 51 said it's actually a, it is Supreme Commander. I looked it up. It's Supreme Commander. The Supreme Commander, John. You know, it's crazy, like, because people say, like, that's low hanging fruit, right? It's like, ah, show a dick, show a teddy, you know, whatever it is. You know, it's like, ah, uh, you know, that's terrible, but that makes people watch movies. Yes. And I think about in, I think about in, um, there's in Japan, there's, an, there was an ancient type of theater um, that I believe was called Kabuki. But don't quote me on that. <laughs> Sudoku. But okay. the point of it was to not tell a story as much as make the audience react. Okay. Which they did with masks and songs or something. I'm not the expert. But, you know, it was successful. It was successful in that time in history. And um, it's like comedians are kind of doing that, right? Yes. Why can't things like movies? Which to, to in effect, that's true with horror movies and comedy movies. It's making the audience react, and that's going to be an integral part of any movie that tries to sell itself. I like it. I like it. No, no, no. You, it, it, it makes complete sense. You need the audience reaction. So which character made you react the most, and in, in this is the end? Yes. Oh, man. Who had the most reactable moment? Funny, sad, serious. I have to remind the listeners who was in this movie. It was... Uh, we'll Seth stay with Rogen, the let's stay with the main know. six. Yeah, it, so, Seth Rogen was in it. One, um, the guy who played Daryl in The Office. Uh, Greg, it was Greg or Craig. Craig, uh, Craig Robertson, Robinson. Yeah, oh, awesome guy. Um, James Danny Franco. McBride was in it. Yep, James Franco was in it. Uh, did I already say Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. Um, Jay. And yeah. I don't know what his last yeah, name is. I know I've seen him. Yeah, in they, well, they'll refer to him as Jay. I'll look it up right now. I'll look. Are George got it? Yeah, got I got it? you. I got you. I got you. Feel it. You know, and like I'm, I'm out of the loop, so I don't know all the actor names all the time. So who made you react the most in this film? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was explaining how that makes it hard because they all did. A, they threw some damn punches, some funny ass shit. Okay. Um, I think it, that's hard to say. I don't want to not answer your question. I'll answer your question, then I'll not answer your question. Answer my question with a question. Why? Maybe put it back on me. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I liked Jay Bar Baruchel. Okay, Bar Baruchel. All right, sure. Praise be to him. I'll give you mine, just so you okay, guys yeah. can get your mind. Well, I already have yeah. mine. I already okay. have If Austin, if you have yours, let's shoot just on you guys. All out. right, for sure, Danny. <laughs> for sure, Danny McBride. Yes. Uh, okay. And then in tandem, Emma Watson. I like it. Oh yeah. With she... the scene, with the scene where, like Emma Watson is like found to be alive, so she comes back and she's like, "What? What the fuck's happening?" And she's like, "I'm so tired." And then like you know, uh, James Franco being nice, James Franco was like, "Oh yeah, if you if you want to rest, you're welcome to upstairs." She goes upstairs. He closes the door, and all the dudes come up, and they were like, "We just want to make her feel safe." And then Jay goes on this rant about like we can't be giving off rapey vibes, and she can hear the whole thing because apparently James Franco's open floor plan house is just terrible, and <laughs> and so she comes and she has a she has a fire axe with her the whole time by the way, and 
she goes back the fuck up and she starts swinging this axe at them and Danny's like he's the one who's talking about raping you I don't yeah. know it was, it was Jay that was giving off rapey vibes yeah I don't, and then like and, but no I get you I get you and then, she's swinging it yeah and so like she ends up leaving she ends up robbing them for all their all their drinks that they have but the funniest part afterwards is like they have like a big brother type like confessional room and Danny's sitting in there he's like the only reason why Jay was saying that shit is because he knows he's real close to being house bitch he knows he's the next house bitch. And that shit had me fucking rolling. I, I, before that, too, he also says, yeah, Hermione stole all her shit. Hermi- yeah, Hermione <laughs> stole all her shit. I think he got like, we got, yeah, Hermione stole all her shit. That's great. Yeah, and earlier in the movie, he was like, oh, I love Danny McBride. He's like, I love Harry Potter. I want to ask her about the, what happened on set. Yeah, he, that's, that <laughs> like, was the whole like conversation. That was the whole conversation because like, Jay's like, yo, guys, we should like back off. And then, Everyone likes like yeah 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 we're cool like we're we're six guys six guys seven guys we you know we can make her feel safe yeah it's like a little sister vibe Gregor Evans says yeah she's like a little sister to us <laughs> oh my no, okay God. so my, I was gonna say you took one of mine uh, Danny McBride is my most uh, reactionable character he um starts off by just smoking a joint in the in the bathtub which is like. Like this most badass way to be introduced into a film is a little montage of you smoking weed and making breakfast. So I was like, okay, that was sick. And then he also has a lot of uh, hilarious moments. My favorite moment is when um, him and uh, James Franco get into it about him coming in his his magazine and his nudie mag. Yeah, and he hits him with a line. Was like, you know. James Franco's got this, you know, extravagant house built, right? It's like we live in the century or the 20th century. You have iPads built in the wall, yet you're jerking your dick like a pilgrim. I was like, that is the funniest line I've ever heard. Not to mention that he also said he was going to come wherever he wanted in the house. He's going to drop loads in every room. And then James Franco hits him with, you come in this house. I'm going to shoot your dick off. And Danny McBride says, you don't got enough bullets, bitch. Oh, that damn gun. Classic scene. Uh yeah, no, Danny McBride. Most reactive. That reminds me like me. that reminds me like stepbrothers with the drum set. Anyways, that like that's the kind of vibe yeah, I Yeah, I, I got that kind of joke vibe as well. Um Danny McBride, they definitely made him out to be a badass. Yeah. Like he kicked the door and he kicked the door on his way out. You know what I mean? Then he ate the fucking nose off of James Franco who who honey dicked himself. Yeah, which totally disgusting. Like he like comes in by surprise then oh oh and then when he leaves he makes it out like he's leaving on purpose no 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 he no he he tricks them into giving him the gun so he could be safe which james franco you know when hermione was attacking him with an axe he didn't use it wonder why he's either a coward or there's something else to it turns out it's a prop gun those are blanks and he just told everybody it's real and he's pointing it around and being unsafe Oh, I'm fucking Jonah Hill. Fuck. Oh, I guess I'll just kill myself. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I, I love the psychopath bang, energy Jonah Hill game. They all oh, see because you can argue that Jonah is also like if you're to rank them, right? It's tough to to put decide, I think, between a, a two and three spot between Jonah Hill and. Like, in my opinion. Seth Rogen would be the next one. Uh, uh, he was funny, but like he was just kind of there. I felt like him he and pushed, Jay were kind of there. He pushed the the plot along. He, yeah, him and Jay pushed the plot, but like I honestly think, like in my personal opinion, if you didn't even have Jay or, I mean, obviously you needed them for 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 plot yes. resolution, but like if you just wanted a movie about how fucked up it is, I think with everybody else it would have been just fine. Yo, so this movie was actually some philosophical shit. Because, like, the whole thing was, Jay's a loner, right? And we're like, he's a fucking buzzkill. Oh, I don't want to be at the party with everybody else. I'm going to go get some smokes and, you know, go into the corner. And, you know, and then he's giving Seth Rogen shit for it. It's like, oh, man, that sucks. Then you realize how all the other celebrities are, like, pretending to be nice. They all got a fucking angle to play. So then, like, you think, oh, maybe Jay's, like, the more reasonable one. And it kind of goes back and forth. You create a dialogue in yourself like, what? Who's right? Is is who who do I hate more? Do I not like Jay or or yes. you know Jonah Hill or whoever yes. it is? 
And, but it's also about like a, he's a loner. It's like end of the world stories like to like have a thing about like, Oh, we have to resolve ourselves. And, um, that's just what all their banter does in the movie. Unless you're James Franco. Did you guys like, so this is when I first watched it, right? It took me a couple of times to really like, I really like this movie. And what kills it for me is like, I think it was like when it changed into Jonah Hill, like being a demon, like, like for me, the first couple of times I watched the movie it like, I don't know, it kind of lost me there because it had already done so many ups and downs and yeah, was what part in the movie for you guys were you like, I could do without this or like this movie would have been a little bit better without this. Um, the, the scene with Danny McBride being like head of like the, the Raiders. Oh yes. yes like honestly, true. like, like it, I, I get it a lot. Like I, it's because we've seen the movie. We know that these all tie in together, but if you just like took that part out and rewrote the plot to end the way it does, like it would have been fine. At, the, at that point, I was so yes. overstimulated. Like, I was just like, I don't even know what to fucking think anymore. True. True. See, yeah, it definitely, it, sometimes it gets, the genre jumping can, for some people, work against it. Because first you have, you know, you get the reality show vibe and it's pretty grounded. You know, yeah, to be fair, in the beginning of the movie, it's, it is like, oh, the biblical end of the world. People get raptured up. Okay, we all saw this stupid shit. We know the, what the hell the movie's going to um, but at the same time, it's really grounded for that, like 30 minutes or so. So then when it's like, hey, demons are outside, <laughs> you know, it it jumps there. But but I, you know, but I think I like. It, yeah, it kicks in the hyperdrive, like it kicked in like the. Um, like we have to be serious actors to really r- wrap this all up because we've been, you know, telling so many jokes. And making this so funny already for the first hour and 15 of the movie. I can only fart so many times this movie. Yes, right? Before we have to, like, really kick it into gear and, like, you can tell the tone shift. Yeah. 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 Um, Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, then Jonah Hill turned into, he was, it was like, turned into an exorcist type deal. Where he had a demon inside him and his eyes turned green and it was kind of a, it was... The demon stuff and the gore is cartoonish in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's, like, hyper real, but, like, it's, like, Mortal Kombat 2. Like, you're, like, oh, it's blood flies across the screen and all this stuff. Um, But then I'm, like, oh, it's a comedy. The whole thing is, like, a wacky narrative about, like, our culture and stuff. So, you know, that, that's all you get. True. True. Yeah, I liked, I liked the, the movie references that they did. They had... uh obviously the exorcist with Jonah Hill. They had, uh, what I thought would be like the mist, which is the Stephen King novel, which was turned into a film when they were walking back and forth between houses because you can't see anything, which it ended. It's just like smoke, but I got that kind of vibe. Uh, like a Mad Max kind of vibe. Oh yeah. Definitely Mad Max. With with Danny McBride and his boy toy Channing Tatum. I would see. I think, uh, if anything, if you're to make a spin-off of this, it's kind of like McBride going out and then like taking on. I would have rather had that than have the Jonah Hill demon thing. I would have rather had a little yeah. like like a road with Danny McBride and his road out and like what the world looks like on the outside and how he wraps in all these guys. And then like I wish he would have like went to go kill uh like the guys. Like, okay, they're at the house. And then it's like <laughs> this big like house standoff type thing. That's one way you could have went with it. Yeah. I uh I think it would have been cool if like I understand though they have to be like, oh shit, he's still alive. But, yeah, I think it would have been cool if they would like showed him and he'd have been like, Man, this fucking sucked. And then he <laughs> finds some people who's like, Hey, y'all gonna listen to me now. And they're like, Okay. I, I like that they kept it that it was it felt like a reveal, right? When they're finally uh, out of the house and you know, they're being dragged off by these Mad Max bastards. And he comes out of the and oh, they introduced him again, like they introduced him in the beginning. Yes. From his feet upwards. Like, yes. So we're like, we, we saw him step out of that trailer and we're like, that's McBride. That's totally Danny McBride. Yep. 
And it was it was a good ass reveal, which justifies its place for me because it was pretty damn entertaining. So uh, I have a question now. How much money do you think that Hollywood put into this movie? I'm going to say a cool one million because I got to pay everybody. I feel like I'm, I'm probably super like like lowballing this thing, but I'm just going to I'm just going to say one million. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of it was just shot like at James Franco's like getaway house or something. I'll it, say two billion. Two billion? Sure. They Man. they got some because they used some CGI. They did use okay, some CGI. Okay, okay. And for some reason it's really expensive. In but Hollywood. I feel like to have Rihanna right. in your movie, I feel like it's a five hundred thousand dollar. Damn. All right. You guys are so far off the ball. So I'm gonna give you an over under here. <laughs> so fifteen million is the line. Do you think they spent over or under fifteen million? Under. Over. Oh shit! How they much spent was it? Thirty-two million dollars on it. I guess that makes sense because you got Kevin Hart, you've got Rihanna. Like those two alone, right there, is like probably how it's all broken up. There's a lot of actors in this film. Oh yeah, a yeah. lot of them. Um, how much do you think it grossed here in the United so States? You, you said thirty-two million was the production cost. Yes, I'm gonna say a hundred and ten million, or yeah, uh, yeah, hundred and ten million. Okay, Chris. Uh, I don't know movie numbers. Don't ask me. Two billion. I'll use that number. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Two billion. Chris was in remedial math in high school, so we are Ooh. we're we're gonna work on his movie math. <laughs> you are very close. One hundred point or one hundred one point five million. So one hundred one okay. million five hundred thousand. Yes. Yes. They made a lot of goddamn money off this movie. They made almost almost twice. They almost doubled their money on it. That's great considering how cheap they, cheaply they made it in, in theory, in relative Consuery, to, you know, any other movie would have been billions of dollars. So millions of dollars. That's crazy though, that they, they almost doubled their money and only spent 32 million. Yeah. It's um because I think the thing that probably costs the most, like you said, CGI definitely costs a lot. Um, creating, I, I wonder like those sets, like creating those, crazy scenes where it's like los angeles burning they well, did a lot CGI. of nighttime yeah no they they did do a lot of smoky nighttime vibes so I like could, you couldn't really tell i could i could kind of tell with the with the beginning of the apocalypse and the running in the street that was totally a sound stage i could totally see it you could oh, see yes. the fake background like oh yes but i don't who gives a shit it looked it was funny that yes. dude getting fucking ran over or getting launched by a car <laughs> yeah i love the like over the top of gore which was which uh, like i said it's like mortal kombat 2 it's cartoonish yeah it's not like ooh scary it's like haha his brain is out one yes. guy there's like a scuffle when the pit opens and one guy paul rudd steps on somebody else's head <laughs> they do like a like an old style movie thing and it cuts to him he's stomping and then it cuts to his head which is now like like a like a looks like a rubber mask or something yeah. filled with like fake blood that gets smashed and it's like I feel like they did that. I feel like they did like cheap, shitty gags on purpose, though. Exactly. Because, like, it's as serious as it is stupid. So, how many days do you think it took to film This Is the End? Uh, to just film it, I would say probably like 30. Okay. 60 days. Oh, very close. 50 days. Which is not, which is not terrible because most films will probably film for like six months. My insight on how I chose that answer was we did a we did a play that we we uh, only had, I think it was 30 days to rehearse. It was it was our, it was a 24 hour, excuse me. And each day of rehearsal, we used up an hour and we there was no taking the script home. You had to rehearse, get in the costume, learn all your lines all within 24 actual hours. But so one hour a day for 24 days. Yeah. So. But and the thing is, that's a play. That's without all the movie shit, the high production and filming and da, 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 crazy world. So I'm like, ah, maybe two months. <laughs> you know, I imagine Chris just, just seems sitting like, there. Hey. just sitting there. He's just like, I am tree. Idiot. It's like it's like the idiot savant perk. You know, it's like perk. <laughs> yeah, you you're right somehow. <laughs> Whatever's moving around up there, it <laughs> it's like the, I, I sent this to this this teacher that I'm friends with on Facebook. And it was the one where it was like, I don't, I don't know how, because you used the wrong equation, but you got the right answer. 
It's yeah. like, wait, what? How did you do that? So there's a couple more things that I wanted to add about the film. One of them being that it, this film was directed by Seth Rogen. So they're, they're bringing up like points in time where Seth Rogen is actually in the scene calling like action, like how we would like in our home films. I'm just thinking like, how crazy is that? You know what I mean? Like you're so used to thinking like, oh, a director calls action behind the scene. But no, it's like Seth Rogen about to kick somebody's decapitated head on the floor and he's and <laughs> action. Kick it, Danny. I can just imagine he gets like a fucking wind up because action. <gasps> I want I see. I wonder how tough that is. Like, like a mentally to be like worrying about so many other things, but then also worrying about, damn, I'm acting on the screen right now. Yeah. I mean, and not their to, chemistry was impressive. It was very good. Well, I mean, they've all been in movies together, so they, they all know each other at this rate, but uh, not to force the lukewarm cinema podcast hand, but you might be able to expect some homemade entertainment in the near future from us. Oh yes. Oh yeah. 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 I would love to like, like honestly, we, we haven't done like a serious brainstorming stuff about no, doing I've something. Been, I've been writing some scripts here and there, but that would be pretty sick dude. Because I mean, we got some, we got some, we know some people that can help us out and do like a little, uh, a few of them have been on this show. Yes. And maybe one in the future. <laughs> maybe. One, yeah. Maybe one on one in the future on the way possibly. So back to the film, they said that the editors had such a tough time whittling everything down because you can imagine right with a cast like this. Oh, they're probably just fucking bullshitting and it was funny. dude. Yeah. They were just letting the cameras roll, bro. And they said, like, it, it just, that's why it took so long in post is because it's tough to choose which jokes make the you final You have to get out board. the story elements. But keep it funny. But then you, you know. also want to be like, but that's funny. But then you're like, does it really play into the story element, though? And you're totally you crazy. I believe it. You have to, you have to really uh, take into consideration, man, that I don't think another film will be made like this in a while. To get all actors playing themselves in a movie, like that's really tough to do. I'm very, I'm, I'm pleased they were able to do it for the time being because, like, think about just all those A-listers free at one time in one film. Like, usually, I mean, you to schedule something like that's just gotta especially be especially that party scene. You probably only had like two days you could do that thing with everybody's schedule. Yes. Probably, all right, fuckers, look, we got to do this. Like Seth Rogen's probably like, bro, all right, man. Excuse me. Uh, I got a. I got this movie. I'm trying to shoot. I need, you. <laughs> I, need you, I need you down here Friday at Franco's house. Rihanna. Okay, listen, listen. Just stand here. All right, Michael Sarah is gonna slap your ass, and you can go on make another album. We just need you here for thirty more minutes, Rihanna. That's true. I got the notion that they did like one, one big shoot with the, all the people in it, true. and then most other movie was just like the main cast that were actually on all the time what do we know michael sarah he he just volunteered to be in the film he was walking by one day and there's like <laughs> well, yeah, michael, do you think we can use you for 10 minutes here? well that's the that's the joke i've always seen is like michael sarah looks like that person who like accidentally walked into an interview and they're like you're perfect and he's like i guess i'm just gonna roll with this shit <laughs> well you know i am perfect have you seen my little perfect butt that still reminds me it's of like that, the movie this is the end. there's like a picture of him from like the late 2000s or like mid to late 2000s and like he's sitting at like like a, a restaurant and it's like him and this girl he's on a date with and then like Snooky from fucking like Jersey Shore is like Jersey. taking a, it's taking a picture with him. He's just like he's just chilling there like, hello. I, I think were you gonna bring up Mindy Kaling? The line that she said about mm. Michael Sarah at the beginning of the movie? Oh, she was like, No, he's probably has a major dick. Yeah, yeah, no, she she uh <laughs> Mindy Kaling said, um, you know, if I don't have sex with Michael Sarah by the end of the night, I'm going to blow my brains out. Pale, 110 pounds, probably got a huge cock. And she's, and then it just cuts to somebody else. Just like Mindy. Yeah, it's part <laughs> of the narrative. Disney movie like a couple years later. <laughs> Good it, old Mindy. It definitely fits in because, like, part of the joke about Michael Sarah is that he's like this weird, like, loner guy, but he like pulls chicks. Like, like as if like all these chicks are sipping after Michael Sarah and you're like, you look at the movies you're like how, but it's funny. And then that also plays into the Michael Sarah is an asshole joke. And they, they, you know, they put a cherry on top of that little story in this movie. 
with the Capri Sun scene. Very beautiful. I know I know George brought this up in our very first episode, which you guys haven't heard of yet. Go check it out. Yes. Uh with with his cell phone, but I I didn't know the context of that scene until I watched it. And it's like during like the tremor, everybody runs outside and he's like, everybody, where the fuck is my phone? Which one of you fucking took? And then he like points at some random dude, empty your pockets, bro. Like, like just doesn't even ask everybody, just singles out one person, empty your pockets, man. And then he gets, he gets impaled and he's like, oh, this is embarrassing because it was in his fucking pocket. (laughs) As he just gets taken down into the pit. Another fun fact about this is the end at the minute or at the four minute, 20 second mark of the film, they are smoking weed. Of course, I would be disappointed oh, if they were. That's crazy. <laughs> four minutes, 20 seconds. They did not wait. They said, we got to get that. That's funny. Stoner comedy was one of the things they tied into the movie. Oh, Pineapple Express too. I got another over under for you guys. Let's do All it. Right, let's do it. 80% is the number I'm setting. How much of this movie was improvised? Over or under 80%? Over. I'm also say over. 85% of the movie. With what you just said, with they just let the cameras roll. I know, (laughs) I know. But see, 80% is high. That's a lot, but I I feel like this was deliberately done that way. I feel like this is something we need to do with every movie review we do now. Do a little like deep dive into yeah, it. Yeah, like, like we can we can each pick a movie and then that person will look up the facts for it, like how George is right now, and then we can we can do a little little game show. Many of the pictures seen in the house were painted by James Franco. I think it's great oh how like my gosh. how like uh, uh what's his name the the big dude the one who's like we gotta board up the fucking house and he's going he's like grabbing the paintings oh, and Craig yeah yeah Craig and like. James is like, don't, don't, don't touch the paintings, bro. Come on, guys, help me, please. Don't touch the paintings. It probably makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, no, please. He, uh, my favorite part is like they're boarding up the house and uh, they're like taking all the paintings off the wall to like put in front of the door. And then it's between the Seth Rogen, the, 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 the painting James that Franco. says Seth Rogen or James Franco. And James Franco's like tells Jay as he's about to take down the Seth Rogen one. No, no, no. Jay, don't take down Seth Rogen. Take me. Take me, leave him. Oh yeah, they had their whole leave bromance Seth. thing in the whole movie too, which was hilarious. But yeah, I like this whole over under. Uh, God okay. damn, I lost all my money. So there, here's another reason why this film will never, ever, probably happen like this again with so many A-listers. So many of the main cast took significant pay cuts to film this movie. Oh, uh, so yeah, it doesn't like, say numbers. It's probably like a favor for Seth. Rogen. Seth Rogen's like, I really want to put this movie together. Do you think you could show up for like? An hour or two on set. We just need to record 20 minutes of, of film. Can you do it? No. This, I, I'm looking at the Comedy Central. This is the end facts right here. What actress do you guys think they wanted to play instead of Emma Watson? Because Emma Watson was not the original actress they wanted to play. Megan Fox. Okay, what year think? did it come out? This came in 2012. Damn, that long ago? Holy shit. I wonder uh, why I wonder why 3D TV seems so I fucking dead. Yes. Kristen Stewart. They actually take a taxi in the movie too. I was gonna mention that they take a taxi to the party. That would never happen in like a, a modern day film. Taxis are obsolete. Oh yeah, that's like old now, apparently. Okay, but you said who? I said Kristen Stewart. I don't know any actresses. They originally wanted it to be played by Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Uh, All right. I think she'd be good in that. Good in that I feel role. like she knew I, she would have been the butt. Hermione was. She was hilarious. Like that's she fit it perfectly. Yeah, I like the like. She's like a fucking like apocalypse badass. Well, I also like how she's just like a fucking axe. Yeah, I'm Hermione, but I show up to these fucking parties with drugs and alcohol like it's no big deal. Well, God and Leviosa, bitch. <laughs> so we had mentioned it earlier, right? This film centers around like actors and their crazy lies that they have to uphold to to make people like like them and it's it was said by the actor jay in the film that he said that a lot of those arguments are real arguments that happen between actors in hollywood he's like a lot of it actually was kind of therapeutic because they're actually putting it all out in the air and they're able to talk about like how sucky it is because everyone's fake AF in Hollywood. Do you guys think you'd change? Oh like, yeah, I already know I would I would I would crumble to the pressure. 
What do you what what like in the movie? Would you no no no? Would you change as a person? Say you get a big film. You you would Chris ever be yeah. like George yeah. Austin? Let's hang out again. Even oh, though you're I like would a definitely hang out with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, but my ego would be through the fucking roof. I'm I'm calling it now. I already know it would be there. The movie was great because it's also although although it's like a comedy and it's funny and it still has a definite message and it's about like you know you have to like resolve as a person which like which of course you could say like that sounds like biblical which is like why the whole thing's based on like the bible and the rapture but it's cool how the actors have to act out the faults in themselves like that's what they're trying to emulate which like that's really personal to do i think right like you know like oh jonah hill i guess i think i'm fake you know here's the character where i'm just fake the whole movie and you know, and, and of course, some of them might be like just total jokes. Like I think Michael Sarah, I don't think he's really like that. But uh, it really, it really makes you look inward and think philosophically. I love it. It's that sounds so heartfelt the way you said that, right? Yeah, dude. I O Y butterflies. Okay. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm going to leave you with, but this is the end because I I wonder if you guys can pinpoint the two actors that went at each other and argued the most between the main six that we had listed. There was two actors that really went at each other hard during the film. Do you it, think you can pin on screen, not on screen in this production? Is, this is in production. Oh, well, I don't know who fucking are these actual who? arguments or just them filming like for the movie. So this is like actual, like behind the scenes, like how the hell are you guys still like going at each other, arguing over some shit? Oh, like situation. they're legit arguing. Yeah, like in person, like these, it isn't a, re- relating to the film whatsoever. What two people out of those six do you think were going at each other? That's hard because like, I, I like don't, a celebrity death match. I don't know backstage. I don't know. I, I'm just going to go out you on a whim. Just guess. You got to just guess. Uh, Craig and Danny McBride. Craig and Danny McBride. All righty. Mm, I think Seth Rogue. No, no, no. no. Uh, first, Dave Franco. James Franco. James, James. Yeah, Dave. He was Dave in the interview. Yes. Anyways, Dave Skylar. Dave Skylar. Great film. But anyways, James Franco, yes. I think would be one. Yes. I'm gonna say Seth Rogan. Not Seth Rogan. But James Franco is one. So let's see if we can identify this last uh, one. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Bam. You guys what? nailed it. They yes. argued the most. They yeah, Seth Rogan said in an interview that they would go at each other hard off screen. But I mean, like, obviously, in a playing way. I feel like once you hit a certain point in time, like, like these guys are Jonah all... Jonah would just eat all him. joking. It's J-Bug. J-Bone. <laughs> okay. The now, sweetest little Jonah. It's funny how fast we got there, though. Well... Yes. Yeah. Because... How, how do you guys think... Like, like Deadass, what was your first reaction when you saw Jonah Hill in the film? He was trying to... He's, he's like the type of person who has to be liked by everybody, but he doesn't really care about these people. He just wants to be the person who's liked. So he tries hard for a vain purpose. Yes. Kind of the same, but I, I just felt like he was so pretentious. Like he was like, guys, come on. Like I'm Jay's white knight here. Yes. The way he would defend Jay would be just so valiant. Jay's sitting there the like, what the fuck, dude? Guys, Jay, listen, he's not as strong as you guys. <laughs> he can't handle this. <laughs> Jay, Jay couldn't rape anybody. And then Danny McBride's like, yeah, you look like the, the, the police sketch of the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's that takes a lot for them to like. Because it's like weird. You just look at Jonah Hill and you've only really seen him act in movies and whatever new stuff. If you even follow that, most people don't. And you just look at his face, the way he moves, and like, ah, I think he'd be that way. And for some reason, we all got the same read off of him. But, like, he's a great actor, you know what I mean? I still think it's it's funny because it's like, oh, that's them. But it's still, like, them acting as yes. a version yes. of yes. them, of as, course. A, as an image of themselves. So it's not really them. Yes. Even though Seth Rogen, I feel like that's really him. I Yeah, if, and if, uh, if there was any character that probably plays themselves the most, and maybe Craig Robinson. Yeah, because I feel like he's, like, Bros, I, I'm not yeah. sitting down for this shit, dog. Because he acts just like Daryl does, and I feel like he played himself in that role as well. Yes. But I don't know him. Don't quote me. 
Yeah, but I mean, I would like to think he he plays such nice guy roles that I'd like to think that that's exactly how Craig Robinson is. Oh, and he played this. He played the piano again, like he did in the office. Yeah, played he used to play a synthesizer. Take your panties off. Take your panties off. Beautiful. Well, to wrap this up, final thoughts, George. If you want to start, I know this is one of your favorites, if not your yeah. most favorite. Um, I pray to God that they can get some semblance of a cast like this together again in a film. Um, especially just comedic greats. I mean, um, and, and if not, I will definitely take another Joe Rogan or not to. Yes, Joe Rogan, please be in one of these movies. <laughs> Seth Rogan and James Franco film. I'll take that. And then sprinkle in a little Danny McBride in there. I'll take that any day of the week, too. But if you get everyone in there again, like Hollywood come together and like make this for the people. What do they did? Like, like, you know how there's like the scary movies and like like meet the Spartans. What if they did like, like the, the like remedial Avengers, but it's like them. <laughs> we are due for a good one of those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause it, it's been a while since well, there's like been it's like Thanos, an epic movie a le- or uh it's Thanos, but it's like a legit nutsack on his chin. <laughs> like a movie 43 situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, but like it's, it's like Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen, but they have like midriff in their outfits. It's like Iron Man, but he's like popping out of his, he's just like, Yes. Yes. That that budget will need to be about sixty million so we can make all the CGI's. We'll do it. I'll write the script right now. Dope. Christian, final thoughts on this is the end. If you want to dodge the demons, you gotta sort out your demons. But your friends are demons too. They gotta be fixed as well. Um I think it was philosophical and hilarious. And I like the scene where Seth Rogan pisses into his mouth. <laughs> I forgot about that because because Craig's like, hey, I just tried my piss. It wasn't that bad. And he had the martini glass. Yeah, and he's took like, a sip of his own piss. And then <laughs> I thought I thought he was gonna like I thought he was gonna like beat it, jerk off. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. he's just, it's like what spring. a turbo stream too. Oh, oh yeah, that was a that was a a beautiful stream. The, oh. the happy go more something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Austin, final thoughts. I I was thoroughly in, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad that that was that you had that idea to watch this movie for this episode. Uh, great movie. I laughed a lot. Uh, a couple of good jump scares in there that I don't like, but I was like, I like I, t- I looked over to George. I was like, I might have just peed a little. Sorry, but uh, it was a great movie. It was a very great movie, and it you know even for being what eight years old now, it was still pretty good. I mean the three D TV and the PlayStation Three were a little dated, but that's okay. Uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was very awesome to see them all in like one spot. Uh, Rihanna dying was real nice. Oh, for you. Riri, <laughs> you love me. I am Georgie. Will you ever listen to our podcast, baby? No, but she will. You don't want to get copyright. Chill out, man. <laughs> no, I get too into it sometimes with this thing. And- well, we hope everybody enjoyed our, our delicious take on this is yes. the end and the news that we had. Uh, once again, we do have shirts for sale. Get through, one through our network. George just got one. He got a bright neon yellow one. Yeah. Yes. I, I was like, okay, how do I get people to uh, like look at my podcast shirt? Make it neon yellow. Everyone stared at me the first time I wore it. So it's working. And it looks nice. Yeah. It it looks, it's working. It looks nice. It honestly does. It does. I have a nice little Cubano tan skin. It looks good on, on, a, on a tan body. Looks good. hitting that market. And any shirt you do you guys do by does help out the show. And I believe they're what, $18? Yeah. yeah. And um the the material on them, it's not flame retardant, but it also doesn't make flames. That is which, you know, you cheap you cheap. That's out. almost worth the money itself, right there. It almost should be worth twenty, but it's only worth eighteen ninety nine. You know, we're doing this for you guys. We're getting the special guys. Your shirt's not yeah, we're gonna... getting quality material. Your house will burn down. But that shirt won't burn down. Yeah, but the shirt's going to well, be fine. Well, it, you said it's not flame retardant. So that means it'll still burn, but it won't cause. That is true. Your exactly. shirt won't cause the fire but in your house. To be honest, it's that cool of a shirt that I think the fire would be like, I'm going to leave this. Yeah. Three it, of my shirts like, have combusted. It'll be like when the, uh, was it the Notre Dame church burned down? 
Yes, and it was oh, just that, that, that one cross, and everyone was like, "That's because God is real." It's like, no, gold has a higher melting point than wood. Yeah. The, the oh, back to the conspiracy. <laughs> that's a that's science. It's fact. Let's talk about yeah, so, hey, maybe a conspiracy podcast in the yeah, future. Quite possibly in the future, it might already be in the works. That makes mm-hmm. it a conspiracy because they're being vague. X-File. That's a microcosm of the whole song. project. Copyright. Anyways, though. Back to my point. Yes. Your house is going to burn down, but your nice neon yellow shirt of the lukewarm cinema podcast is going to be right there glowing in the ashes. It's almost like your family possessions might be gone. Your pets might have ran away, but you have your shirt. You, people always say, you know, I'll give you the shirt off my back. You actually have a shirt on your back on your. Bye. After after we- all that, of course, you can go ahead and find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Yes under the lukewarm cinema podcast yes. also if you'd like to get in touch with us you know let us know any news we're not touching on you know being like hey why the hell haven't you talked about like i don't know teletubbies or something our journalistic scope is like the fingers of a small child when they go <laughs> past the with the windows in the frozen section some worker just wiped it off but they go whoosh, they dragged your hand even when you were a kid you had to see yeah. if the frost would move drag yes. your hand across all yes. the doors your mom's trying to get the groceries she doesn't care what you're doing you know, she's living her life. And that's, hand that's, back on the cart. that's our journalistic scope. And the stories are like the freezer. But you just, have to give us, you have to give us the stories. Of journalistic scope. Can't can, touch that. Can grow. But yeah, if you guys would like to get, get a hold of us there, you can email us at lukewarmcinemapodcast at gmail.com. And until next week, we'll see you guys later. Later.